man, this ain't Monday Night Football. This is the Ring Scoop Podcast. Let's get with it. What's up, wrestling fans? Welcome to the Ring Scoops Podcast. The webmaster Wade Needham here with Macavall. And it's WrestleMania week, Mac. WrestleMania week, buddy. Love the, the 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 energy. Yeah, it is. Can I can I talk about something real quick? Yes. I um. I just I I saw. You know, we maybe not. I mean, who cares? I just had a whole conversation. <laughs> Night one of NXT. Takeover, was the most solid wrestling. I have ever seen from NXT, in my opinion. Now, mind you, I'm not an NXT mark, but I downloaded Peacock, and um, I said I'm going to experience the NXT program night one on the app, and it was solid from top to bottom. Absolutely. Talked about us. I just want to get that stuff in. I was only able to watch the the first match when it was on live. Then I had to rewatch it later on because I had class last night. But um, I agree with you. It was a. I mean, I didn't. I wasn't into the main event as I was the other matches. Yeah, I I wasn't into the main event either. Um, I just. And, and and it just seems, and we can get to this when we talk about our WrestleMania predictions, but, you know, we we got to really stop doing, and, and I'm all for, you know, equality in terms of uh, female wrestlers, um, especially if they can go, you know, um, and it's a great storyline. But we need to quit putting them in the main event just because they're female. Um, I understand the whole, okay, you know, we need to really push the narrative and and equal equal you know viewing time and stuff. It's not a sexist comment at all. So please do not take that as as what I'm. Saying. It's not a sexist mind state at all. But what I'm saying is that whoever should close the show should have number one the capability of stealing the show. Now I'm not saying that you know that type of matchup between those two women that night could have not stolen the show but i just don't think they have a lot of experience with each, with each other in the ring or in the ring period um maybe maybe the the former champion does but um I, they don't have enough chemistry with each other let me just say that let me not talk about their careers because i don't know about their careers in terms of what they did before they got to they don't have enough chemistry with each other, I think, to be able to close a show like that. And I don't think that was the hottest storyline that evening for it to, to close the show out. So I, I'm just, whatever is the focus of the program, in my opinion, should close these pay-per-views. Not just because of the gender of the person that's wrestling. If, if I had, looking at the the emotion of the match the build for the match and whatnot. If I had to choose any other match 
last night that I think should have been the closer. I, I think it should have been the tag team title match. Uh, to me, I think that's the one that had the the absolute most behind it on a total package scale. Uh, and then to see the former rascals from Impact, you know, capture the gold and to solidify that they are indeed one of the best tag teams in the world today, which I've been a firm believer of that for the last couple of years. I was, when I got back into watching impact and I saw the rascals, I was, I was sold on those guys like right away. Great package deal. Yeah, it, and it's shocking because their style is very AEW, very AEW type style, high spots, high spots, high spots everywhere. They're very, they would have fit perfectly in with AEW. I would have loved to see them in a match with the Young Bucks. I think they could really, you know, get tear the house down if they had that type of situation. But I, in my opinion, I think they made the right choice. Yeah, because you don't you don't always want to wrestle against people who are exactly like you. Yeah, exactly. And AEW AEW has a roster full of those people. You know, the greatest matches are when you have two different styles and you have to melt them together. Mm-hmm. AKA Shawn Michaels, a high flyer, and Bret Hart, a technician. Yeah. You know, when you when you put those two styles together, uh, a big man working a little man in a lot of cases as well too, then those are great matches. Great matches. And that right there, what you just said, that's that's one reason why I I believe, in my opinion, I think Shawn Michaels' very first title run is one of the greatest championship reigns in the last quarter of a century. Because his whole run, he was the complete underdog. He took on not only big guys, but he took on guys that were maybe the same height, but just way more... Uh, more you know skills in the strength department uh he took on guys like mankind that were just completely crazy took on vader just a big mastodon sid brett diesel all those guys he took on every every known man from every category of a professional wrestler in those eight nine months that he had that run in 96 and that and that's what makes it interesting you know um with the champion is when you don't know what the outcome could be or what the match would look like. Yeah. Um, and that's what makes to me intriguing matches. But I have to say Walter and <laughs> Champa for me. Oh man. <laughs> Oof. That stole the show for me. I'm not a big fan of the ending. I think it was kind of abrupt. But they told a story, so it makes sense. Yeah. Um. But you want to talk about that was the best thing wrestling wise on TV last night. Was that? But uh, I guess maybe I don't know what the ratings say, but maybe you could kind of enlighten us on if the ratings agreed with that last night. If the ratings for NXT beat AEW with their last-minute announcement of Mike Tyson. Good old Mike Tyson. I love Mike Tyson to death, but his involvement in wrestling doesn't excite me as it did, you know, over 20 years ago. But um, as far as the ratings go, um, yeah, uh, NXT definitely got the edge in the overall numbers. Um, 
as far as the the demo goes, it was very close. AEW still won the demo. AEW got a point twenty eight in the demo. NXT got a point twenty two in the demo. So it, it was very close there. Uh, as far as wow. t- total viewership goes, uh, AEW drew six hundred and eighty eight thousand viewers, and NXT drew seven hundred and sixty eight thousand viewers. Oh wow. So it, it was what's remarkable is that this is on their way out. Yes. So that's the last that's the last night of the Monday of the Wednesday night wars. That's it. It's over. And, and this is not counting Peacock numbers. Right. Because I watched it on Peacock. I mean I, I still so taped I. it on I still taped it on regular television because I have a season pass. But like that that is a kick in the balls on the way out because two, also Jericho at the last minute he was like you don't want to miss what uh, the inner circle is gonna be making they're they're coming back and you don't want to miss this huge announcement that's gonna be made you don't want to miss it I'm like oh really <laughs> oh, okay but I got it do you remember when this whole thing started with you know the Wednesday night war. Uh, I think it was the second or the third week and um, AEW had been, uh, I think they got bumped to like Thursday night or something like that for, for the basketball game. And they did Thursday and then they did a, another replay on Saturday and that week, everybody, they added the two numbers together as their total number that week. Yes. Uh, I think it's only fair that we add the Peacock number if that's ever available to NXT last night, it's only fair, right? I think it's only fair. And I think it's only fair that, um, you know, we, we acknowledge what's going on. Cause I don't really think people are going to acknowledge that AEW tried everything that they could at the last minute to try to counter program. Yeah, NXT. That, that, that good old term that, Nobody ever used until fucking AEW came around, right? Right, because every television network obviously wants to put out their best foot forward <laughs> to be able to sustain, you know, ratings. Like, I don't think of one, even if I have a cooking show, I'm going to make sure I have the most juiciest, <laughs> tender piece of steak that I have on there to compete with, I don't know, the view on ABC. Like, I'm going to do whatever I can. Yeah, it's just a stupid overall concept for people to even fathom that. Like, it's just dumb. Yeah, but nonetheless, nonetheless, uh, you know, um, I'm not surprised. It was, it was. I've been critical of NXT, and I've been critical of NXT because of the fact that I feel like they should be grander. And last night was the first time that I finally got it. I finally got what they, the the vibe they were going for to make this like a fight pit and like almost like an underground club. You know, uh, Triple H is really into, you know, the whole, the whole rock and roll and grunge thing, which is a lot of, you know, it's crazy because me and you, when we were growing up, rock and roll was a huge, heavy, was a huge influence in the music industry period um you would have you know bands that like 
if you heard them today, you would be like, oh my God, you guys experienced that and went to those concerts? How was that live? You know, like that, like Metallica, like Inter Sandman. Again, they have a lot of other hits, but you got to remember, I'm a black dude. So a lot, I wasn't really bumping Metallica like that, but that song. Hey, I'm a white guy. I, seeing, I didn't. I didn't bump Metallica much. So, but see, but seeing <laughs> that live, but seeing that live, that well, yeah. song, yeah, it's crazy. Man. You know who I I, no, I I wanted to see live mm-hmm. growing up? Who I, I always thought would probably put on a hell of a show. And this name is probably gonna like throw you through a loop, man. I mm-hmm. always wanted to see Jamiroquai. Really. Ah, dude, I loved that guy back then, man. Fucking that music video for Virtual Insanity was one of the best music videos I've ever seen in my life. Yes. Stands the test of time. Oh, yeah. It was just like, back then, even with the music and with wrestling, like, you see, NXT, they've created, they, they figure out a way to make shortcuts for wrestlers. Like, their farming system is so great that they can take somebody off of the street that has never wrestled before and turn them into something. Now, in the 90s... The Billy Ray Cyrus syndrome, right? (laughs) Right. You know, like, like in the 90s, it used to be where if if we bring you in and we know that you can't work, then you're not going to work. The only exception to that rule was really Sable. And Trish that was Stratus. The only and Trish, yeah, well, she turned herself into a great wrestler. Well, that's what I'm saying, Absolutely. though. It's like she came in, mm-hmm. she was just pure eye candy. She was a fitness model. Right. So they they got a bunch of them and said, that's, you're, just a, you're just a valet. They that's, redeemed that's themselves with do. the Sable shit with, with Trish. <laughs> right. But Sable was really, you know, I mean, I'm sorry, uh, Trish was really into trying to Make it right. And I remember yeah. Mark Merrow. She had that match with Sable. Had that match with Mark Merrow, mm-hmm. and where, where she power bombed him. They, yeah, he said that they rehearsed that so much and for so long. Wow, just to get yeah, just to get that quick match to look like something. So it's it's just unbelievable. It's unbelievable in terms of you know what they have done in terms of taking talent who's never wrestled before everything that you need is there from promo work to costuming to live on like everything is there and they're not you know looking at a guy that's on the indies and saying um or they are but they don't necessarily need a guy from the indies to come in and say, okay, well, you've been working good for a long time. Well, we're going to tell you how to work the WWE style. They don't have to do that anymore. Yeah. They don't have to do that anymore. So it's just remarkable, man. But, uh, but yeah, I, I, I think that NXT has definitely figured out a way to create a really concise system of getting people WWE television ready it's definitely come a long way since them being a uh glorified game show on sci-fi yeah oh yeah which 
in hindsight, I never really, I never really was a fan of it. It was an interesting concept. Yeah. And, um, I was kind of sad that, you know, Vince came out and said that that was the last episode of ECW and it would be called NXT. Like I was sad that we left the ECW brand because if you had, if this vibe was ECW, like if you took off NXT and made this an ECW show last night, there's no way, <laughs> there's no way that ECW would lose in the ratings consistently to AEW only because it's a brand that people already. Yeah. Well, it, it kind of goes back like to the original argument of back in the day of why didn't the WWE's branded ECW, you know, why didn't it get over? Uh, and the reason, one of the biggest reasons why was because they called it ECW. If, it, if the third right. brand would have been called anything else, it would have been given a fair shake by the fans more so than when you called it ECW. I'm just surprised Vince didn't try to monetize the WCW. Yes. I've always wondered that myself. I, I think there would have been big money if he would have done something with the WCW name too. Because... Only because I'm guessing he didn't want WCW, because WCW for a a long period of time, 83 weeks, Mm -hmm. um, beat the WWE, WWF. Yeah. Um, So maybe from a brand recognition standpoint, if you have SmackDown now being WCW and Raw now being WWE, and WCW's beating Raw in the ratings again, then maybe that's not good for business, I guess. But I, I, I'm i just very surprised that he didn't try to monetize it. Well, all right. So one thing that Vince did with the ECW name that was really cool back in the day was when he did the one-night stand. And the first one, obviously, far better than the second one. second one was more of a glimpse as to what we'll see with WWE running the ECW brand. But the, fir- the first one I stand was a very authentic Paul Heyman show. Um, Absolutely. I always wondered why we never got anything close to that, like a tribute in a way, not not even like bringing it back as a brand, but just a tribute or even a one night thing on like a, on a Raw or something for WCW. A WCW Legends Night, where one night you bring in, you know, Scott Steiner, Booker T, Sting, you know, Ric Flair, a lot of those guys that were there on on Nitro, you know, uh, Lex Luger, and just kind of give appreciation to them, even though they kicked Raw's ass for 83 weeks in a row. They lost the war, but still, if they weren't there to give them a war, the business wouldn't be what it is right now. They would, it just, it, the whole Monday night war thing just transformed an entire industry. So I think well, I even think, in that, they should still give some recognition to those guys. I agree. And, and I guess in a way they did because they did have for the first time ever, you know, a, a WWE Monday night raw, um, main event being for like a few weeks in a row being a WCW main event on raw so i think they did try to push it i just think it just was too tainted at that point yeah too tainted to but all in all 
I don't have any problem with um, how NXT was presented last night. Um, I hope that's a setup that they keep. How'd you like the Deadly Game School? I love the Deadly Game School with the video, the eyes being the little video. I love that. Yeah. I, I love the opening with the guitar playing. Like, I just, I finally get it. I just hope that this is how it looks moving forward. Because I really was digging the whole vibe of it, man. It's like, it kind of reminded me, for those who have watched, uh, when they used to have Lucha Underground back in the day. Mm-hmm. It kind of reminded me of a vibe like that. Where they would call like the Lucha Underground like the bunker. Like they wouldn't shy away from the fact that this is small and intimate. So I, I really, I really dug the look and everything. But well, I think you'll be happy because ah. that's the look they've had since they uh, changed everything over around Survivor Series time. Yeah, I love it. They rebranded, you know, the Performance Center is not called Performance Center; it's the Capital Wrestling Center now. Uh, I, one thing yeah. too, I like the old school feel about like the uh, the big match announcements where the microphone, the double microphones come down from the the roof and everything. Good yeah, touch. I, I think I think that they have a, a solid. I mean, we spent a lot of time on NXT, but it's just it was just a phenomenal night one, night two. You know, as we're taping this, we have not seen that yet. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just to get, very... get context, everybody out there, real quick. Sorry to cut you off. We are recording mm-hmm. this Thursday, April eighth. It is two thirty-two p.m. Pacific time right now, as of this moment. Right, as of our taping, absolutely. Um, but I'm very shocked that they have night two so stacked. And I guess they did that on purpose. Let me uh, let me pull because up the card peak- for that. Yeah, because it's Peacock exclusive night two. Yes. So I, I think that was smart, but I'm just surprised at how stacked it was. Um, let's see. What is the, well, I thought that was the card. I guess not. Uh, okay, hold on. I got everything but this card pulled up. <laughs> All right, night two. Here we go. Yeah. So there's going to be the pre-show match. It's going to be Brazongo versus Killian Dane and Drake Maverick, which I think those those guys they'll they'll go out there. They're they're going to do their job. I think the, the reason why they got this match going on is to, to get the crowd pumped up, and those four guys can do it. Um, yeah. you got uh, NXT Women's Tag Team Championship: Ember Moon and Shotzi Blackheart defending against Candice LeRae and Indy Hartwell. Uh, there's the ladder match to determine who is the undisputed NXT Cruiserweight Champion. Jordan Devlin versus Santos Escobar. Then we've got the North American... Match. I'm sorry? I think that's going to be a sleeper match right there. Yeah. Uh, we got the singles match for the North American Championship. Bronson Reed, who earned an opportunity in night one to go up against the champion Johnny Gargano. We got the unsanctioned match between Adam Cole and Kyle O'Reilly, which that is just, that's got legendary written all over it. And then we got the NXT Championship match. Finn Balor defends against Karrion Cross. Stacked. <laughs> Unbelievably stacked. Stacked. Yeah. It should be good. It's going to be a great, yeah, it's going to be a great night of wrestling, man. You know what the best part of it is? I don't have class tonight, so I get to watch it when it's on. 
time does what time does it come on on for the West Coast? I think it's the same time. So I think it comes on at uh, five for us. Oh, okay. Actually, yeah, you might want to tune in a little earlier than that because I know when I tuned in last night at five or like right before five, um, the uh, Zoe Stark and Tony Storm match was already in progress. And that was their little pre-show match. So, yeah. Um, uh, Sometime last week, we saw something kind of interesting that kind of had the the internet buzzing. And that was the announcement that Stone Cold Steve Austin was going to have a special guest on his podcast the Broken Skull Sessions on Peacock the after night two of WrestleMania. And the special guest that's going to be on the show is AEW superstar Chris Jericho. And I I, I can't even remember if, if it was you that sent me the link to that or if I saw it myself on Twitter or I sent you the link. I can't remember how it came to be. I, just I did. Re- I did send you. I did send you the link. Did you? I don't okay. know if you saw that first. No, I, I most likely then I, I saw it from you sending it to me. But I, when I saw that, I was like, get the fuck out of here. This is no, no way, man. It's a prank. And then I realized it was April 2nd, not the first. Right. I was right. like, oh, shit. Can you imagine if they would have put that out there on the first? <laughs> That's probably why they didn't. Yeah. But man, that that broke the net for it about did. a day. <laughs> it did, yeah. And then business, you know, went back to you know WrestleMania season. <laughs> yeah, that forbidden door got put back together. Right. Um, I think that is the most brilliant move in the history of the business by Vincent, because. So many people, like, I, I'll use this as an example. I saw the clips of Mike Tyson on Bleacher Report. Now, Bleacher Report, as everyone knows, has a, a, a partnership um, with AEW. Um, they would simulcast online their pay-per-view events back in the day, right? Yeah. So... um they have a very huge following and they also have, they have Bleacher Report and then they have BR Wrestling as their two uh, Instagram handles. So they put it on BR Wrestling and they put it on Bleacher Report, the thing with Tyson. And I was reading the comments and it almost seemed like there were bots comments <laughs> because they were making, they were making like blanketed statements that real human beings wouldn't make. Like one person said, oh, wow, looks like AEW is way better than WWE now. And I'm like, people don't (laughs) people don't make statements like that. They'll say, man, AEW for life or something, you know, even something, you know, short and markish. They'll say something like that. Yeah. But not not something that's like a blanket statement. It was just like a bunch of weird guys doing that. Right. Now, this is the thing. A lot of these people say WWE sucks. I don't watch Monday Night Raw. It's horrible. Why would I even waste my time? 
They'll say that. Now that you have Jericho on the Peacock Network with Stone Cold, and if you're such a fan slash mark for AEW, you're going to tune in just to see if Jericho is going to say, well, AEW owns the WWE. You're going to pay your 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 four ninety nine or whatever it costs um, if you don't have a coupon code, and you're going to see if Jericho is going to actually do or say something because that's how big of a fan and quote unquote mark you are for AEW, and it's brilliant because Jericho can throw everybody under the bus. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter because it is on a WWE platform. And that's what matters in today's society. It doesn't matter what you say. It matters where you say it at. Prime example. Former President Trump used to tweet every single day about people he disliked, about things he disliked about things on his mind, statements people made, all of that. And he kept tweeting and tweeting and tweeting, and everybody would report everything that this man said. However, however, he didn't understand that that wasn't his platform. So all of these followers and engagements, visits, and and and, and anything to do with the former president Twitter was benefiting from because it's on their platform it is on a Twitter platform so when you took that platform away from President Trump the platform still has the capability and power to just say uh, well, we'll, we'll open it or we'll close it or we'll archive it we have the capability of doing that why because it is our platform and in order to see what this man had to say you have to come on our platform to see it and that's the same move that Vince made you could say whatever you want but you have to come to our platform to see Jericho say this and it's absolutely brilliant and it also shows one last point it also shows and this is the only thing I've agreed with CM Punk for the last decade that he has said he said that this shows that Vince McMahon very truly in his heart is not scared or concerned about AEW because if he was then he wouldn't be so against giving anybody from AEW Jericho or not shine on his network yeah I agree I totally agree and one of the things that I've been seeing some people try to argue is that some people are so out of their minds that they're like, oh, Vince needs a guy like Jericho to show up on the podcast to bring people over to Peacock because he needs the subs. He doesn't need the If it was his own platform, standalone platform like the WWE Network used to be, maybe, maybe you can argue that. Maybe. But, dude... He already signed the contract with NBC. He just provides content now. Because, sure, everywhere else in the world, 
WWE's network is still its own standalone thing. But the numbers were bigger in the U.S. compared to everywhere else. He doesn't have to right. do that anymore. He doesn't have to worry about that crap anymore. You know, because right. business as usual from like the last decade with the network. And as far as the Peacock move goes, the the ink on the contract is already dry. The money that he made is already in his bank account. He doesn't need, Absolutely. you know, subs. He got the money. When you're in business, right, the biggest thing about business that people don't understand, and this is a little business lesson for everybody out there right the goal is not to have your company and run it for the rest of your life that's not the goal now you can do that if you're passionate if you're doing something that's your passion and you want to you know continue your passion on on with your life and maybe pass it down from generation to generation because this is a passion of yours for example if i'm a a, a cobbler AKA a shoemaker and my father was a shoemaker and then my grandfather was a shoemaker and my grandfather's father was a shoemaker. Chances are you're going to keep that business and keep it moving throughout generations on in, 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 in your life, in your son's life, daughter's life or grandchildren's life. You're going to keep that going. But primarily the goal is to raise enough monetary value in your business that you can either one sell it outright or two merge with someone that takes over the day-to-day -day operation why do you do that you do that because you no longer have to worry about the day-to-day -day. and that's what the wwe did they don't have to worry about server problems they don't have to worry about sign-up problems. They do not have to worry about advertising and engaging people and spending hundreds of millions of dollars for people to come to the WWE network. They don't have to do that. And in today's day and age, where there are so many different streaming services from Paramount, Peacock, to Netflix to Amazon to Disney Plus to Hulu and the list goes on and on and on and on and on. Those platforms provide a multitude of different options for entertainment. So if you go to the WWE Network, the only thing that they can offer there is wrestling. That's it. You don't get any crossover appeal. You don't get any shot. You don't. It's just wrestling. That's all they have to offer there on the WWE Network. So them being able to raise the monetary value of this of this network, where I think they were making hundreds of millions of dollars, to then position that and flip that into a billion-dollar deal, that's on the face of it. We're not talking about the length of the deal. We're not talking about if the WWE has a buyback option. We're not talking about if there's any type of rights that they get based off of, uh, because mind you, they bought the WWE Network. They didn't buy the intellectual property that the WWE Network owns. So from a business perspective, this is what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to take 
this business, merge with someone or sell it. And now you don't have to worry about money anymore because you've gotten the money. Now you just have to worry on content. Now the stress is off of your back a hundred times fold because you can focus on making things better rather than trying to figure out why is our server speed so slow? How are we going to refund everybody? Those are issues they no longer have to worry about when it comes to the U.S. And I'm very sure that they're negotiating with other platforms overseas to see if they can bring the WWE network into some type of streaming service over there. So now that's another big check that's going to be. But you guys, and not all of you, but the majority of the AEW guys that are marks are saying, well, he needs, no, he doesn't. Vince McMahon is a self-made billionaire. His daddy ain't a billionaire. He didn't have somebody to give him the money or a loan to start the wrestling company. He's the one that did it. Self-made billionaire two times over because he, he, he became a billionaire twice. Right. Off of wrestling. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But you guys are going to sit up there and complain because the flavor of the month comes in. And you have guys who interact with you and you met at a meet and greet and you think they're cool. You think they're for the fans, when in reality, they're in the back laughing at you guys. In fact, there was an article out today where they were talking about the Young Bucks were talking about they were going to deactivate their Twitter account because of negativity. I, you know, I've never Tony, understood that. I mean, just don't get on. Just don't open the app. <laughs> Tony Khan said that he takes it to heart. It hurts his feelings. This is what he said. It hurts his feelings when people criticize the program. Oh, jeez. Dude, you and I both have fucking received on, so much man. criticism over the years over the shit that we create. And we're so small scale compared to those guys. And we, Come on, man. We, we don't give a shit. Got to keep going. Right. So it's... I saw a dude get butt hurt the other day on Twitter over some sh- fucking criticism. Personally. I know... I know that same guy. Uh, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny as hell, man. That dude probably weeped that night. Yes. So what I'm saying is back to the business thing is like you can't look at it from a from a micro perspective. You have to look at it from a macro perspective, a large perspective. Yeah. And see what Vince was able to do. Just with a million subscribers, he was able to get a billion dollar deal. How many people on YouTube have a million subscribers. Let's just talk about this for a second. How many people on YouTube have a million subscribers? Monkey Boo. There's 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 probably a list of over I don't know, maybe 2000 people in the world, maybe larger than that that have a million subscribers. Now just imagine those people were able to take those million subscribers and flip that into a billion dollar deal. Oh hell yeah, man. I do that every day of the week twice on Sunday. So that's that you, you guys have to look at that from a business perspective. And from business what there's no there's nobody that's messing with what Vince did with the WWE. 
when you log on to Peacock, I saw NXT night one next to the office on the main page. Are you kidding me? Quite possibly one of the greatest sitcoms ever made, The Office. Right next to the WWE on the main page of the Peacock app? And you think that they need Jericho? <laughs> right. Come on, guys. Give me a break. It's It truly is funny. It truly is. I I'll, I'll be very honest though. Um, I I have I have a lot of interest as to how the interview is going to go. I mean, and it's not just it's a- because it's Jericho. I love these Stone Cold interviews. They're they're always freaking good. I mean, the Goldberg one was a little little awkward, but all the other the ones Gold- have been yeah. Phenomenal. The Goldberg one was kind of. I, I think it's going to be kind of the same vibe with Jericho. I think it's going to be very because Goldberg was really into getting himself over. Yeah. So. I think that's how, like, even the quick clip they put out, they asked Jericho, what's his favorite WrestleMania? And he said, when me and Shawn Michaels stole the show. I didn't say what your favorite <laughs> WrestleMania <laughs> moment was in terms of you working, yeah. just just of all time. Like, what did you like to see? But that's your favorite because you stole the show. I mean, it's going to be one of those type of interviews. Yeah. The, the fact that you mentioned Sammy Guevara in your entire career as one of your favorite tag team partners, him and the Big Show, those are your two favorite tag in your entire career. Sammy Guevara. Okay. Cool. That did kind of crack me up when he mentioned. And then when and then when he said the Big Show, which I just now got, Big Show is part of AEW as well too. Yeah. Things are going to be a lot of those little things that aren't true just so he can get the AEW spots in but this is going to be interesting yeah yeah for sure um i I, i'm hoping they they spend quite some time actually just talking shop you know i mean not like you know like those kind of questions oh what's your what's your favorite moment or nothing like that like i hope they should you know talk some road stories talk shop Talk some insider stuff about what goes on in the in the in the ring, you know, some backstage stuff. I'm hoping we get some of that kind of kind of stuff. You know, and I'm kind of hoping too that Jericho does open up about like some AEW stuff. You know what I mean? Well, I I hope he's honest about it because um, there I don't know too much about it, but I think there was some criticism Jericho gave to AEW. And Tony Khan didn't agree with it here recently. I don't know if you know what that was. Well, I'm I'm assuming it hurt his feelings if it was anything negative. (laughs) (laughs) I think it did as well. You think like, you think Tony Khan cries anytime Jr. opens his mouth? Because Jr. I don't think has ever really said like he's never really been overly positive about AEW. He's had positive points, but he's never gone on like positive rants. I just think that um, Jr. Um, he knows the product isn't that great. He knows that, 
he's a company guy. He's always been a company guy. I'm sure that they gave him a really big check because, mind you, you got to remember that this guy is a money mark. And the WWE can Tony offer Conn, right? what... Yes. Yeah. Not JR. WWE... <laughs> no, 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 no. Um, the WWE can offer just as much money if they wanted to to the you know to these superstars but the difference is the exposure that's the that's the whole underlining difference of this whole thing is the exposure where are you going to be able to find this type of exposure compared to AEW AEW is not even at a million um, their last pay-per-view, I think, was, uh, what was it, 150,000 people? Something like that, yeah. Yeah, that's what they say. So, it's, it's definitely exposure that is the only thing that can really be, that, that, that well, not the only thing, but the thing that the WWE can offer. Not just in the States, but also overseas. You know, merchandise sales, you know? I'm sure the Young Bucks sell thousands of dollars worth of merchandise, but if you're a you know a superstar that's really hot, you could sell hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of, of merchandise. Or in the case of Stone Cold, millions of dollars worth of merchandise. Yeah. So AEW can offer that. So I'm sure that they overpaid Jr. to be there because. This is when they were all putting things together. So anything that you can get that was big and familiar, you know, like the Jericho contract, I'm sure is something stupid. Uh, the Moxley contract, I'm sure is something really big as well, too. Like all of these contracts, I'm sure, are for more money. Because you can't tell me that Paul White is okay with coming to AEW and being an announcer for less money. Yeah. He got more money. Oh yeah. Um, I know we're supposed to go over WrestleMania predictions. Yes, but we are kind of running out of time for this episode, so I'm thinking we should probably do WrestleMania predictions as a second episode. If you're not busy tomorrow, should uh, are you available tomorrow to do predictions? <laughs> Yeah, let's do it. Okay, and then we can talk about we can talk about night two, as well as NXT. I mean, the thing is, is you know, we always we always have a huddle before we get on here, and then we start talk about these topics, and then we just they're just really good topics. Yeah. Whenever we do these shows, so it's kind of we go off the rails a little bit, but I know. But yeah, I mean, I'm, and I'm, that's I'm, the best thing. That you know, I mean, it's not like. Not like we're uh, we're graveling for stuff to talk about. I mean, there's a lot of stuff to talk about in world professional wrestling, right? Which is great. It's not just a one, you know, horse show anymore. So. Yeah. Um, but before we come to a close for this episode here, there's a piece of news that just came out a couple minutes ago that I wanted to address. Um, huh. This cool. is. This is kind of big. It's not necessarily associated with any particular promotion. So it is, it's a wrestling wide news tidbit that got me excited. And I'm pretty sure it'll get you excited, Mac. Okay. The official trailer came out 
for today that announced that on May 6th will be the third season of Dark Side of the Ring. Interesting. I have not watched the trailer yet, obviously. The DA sent it to me as a text about 20 minutes ago. But I see in the description here, it says, uh, Journey deeper into the dark side of professional wrestling. Dark side of the ring returns for season three on May 6th on Vice. So I'm wondering. I know they they got a Brian Pillman episode that's going to be coming up. Yes. Hmm. Um, I'm trying to look up right now to see if maybe there's information about other episodes here for season while, three. While you're looking at that, and then you can you can just cut me off uh, when you when you find that. Okay. But when you when you found when when you said that, I, I was immediately thinking of Jericho because you know Jericho is the the narrator for that show. Yeah, he um, was for season two. Yeah. 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 Um, I don't know if he's for season three. I mean, like you said, this news is fresh, so I don't know if he is or isn't. Um, but I remember Tony Khan, I, I read earlier today, I don't know if you read that, what his initial reaction to Jericho and Peacock. Did you did you read, read about that? No, that's news to me. Okay, so basically, put in a nutshell, he said that Jericho reached out to him and said, hey, um, I want to do the Stone Cold podcast. Is it okay if I do it? Because he still works for AEW. So he can't, as much as he wants to throw around like he's maybe a boss or something like that, he has one. Yeah. So he, he had to ask for permission. So Tony Khan, unlike Vince, because... The, the the story with Stone Cold. Stone Cold said that he texts Vince, "Hey, is it okay for Jericho to do it?" And he said, "Yeah, sure." So then he texts him back, "Okay, I'm just confirming that you, Vince McMahon, are okay with Chris Jericho of AEW to do my uh, uh, Broken Skull sessions." Yeah, I'm okay with it. So it was it was it was no big deal to Vince, right? Yeah. Tony Khan said that he had to sit with it for a moment. And he had to digest it. Because it's his talent appearing on Peacock. So he said that after he thought about it, he was happy to do it because... He was and he was on bust, busted open radio doing talking like this. He said that, you know, he loves coming to busted open radio because he loves the dialogue here and it's a safe place. And he can have these dialogues with these guys and they're gonna treat me fairly, and this is a safe place. So, Stone Cold, who's a friend of mine, that's what he says, that with him. Doing with Jericho doing the interview on Stone Cold show, even though Stone Cold works for the WWE, he's employed with them. That makes it a very safe place, in my opinion, for Jericho to do the programming. 
So safe place because it's because it's stone because it's stone cold, and that's why he was okay with it. So if you're saying to me like if it was I don't know Jerry the King Lawler doing it, you would think that Jerry is going to just bury him. I don't. I didn't get the logic behind. It, yeah, I, I don't. I don't get the logic behind that or the phrasing of it either. Because like that just that that pretty much shits on Jericho himself too. Because he says well, you know it doesn't matter who the host is, he doesn't trust Jericho to say shit. Well, and then he's and then for you to say that it has to be and then he says oh yeah it's great we'll bring more eyes to the product this is Jericho telling Tony Khan this so Tony doesn't understand that he's so short sighted and he he said the WWE is our competition and then I said that's where you're wrong they're not your competition they're not your competition your biggest competition is yourself yeah it's not impact because you made friends with him. And between you two, you still can't get a million. Between both shows. The only competition so, impact has is the AEW pay-per-view buy rate. The only the competition they have is is if, to see if NWA is going to start running shows on YouTube again. Yeah. Like and there's no diss to them. It's just a reality of how far down the rabbit hole impact is falling. Oh, well, they're going to get hurt they, when NXT starts on Tuesdays. That's for sure. Well, they're moving. Yeah, but they're, they're still going to be on Thursday. Yeah, but they're going to be on Tuesdays no. like the first week or two. Yeah, they they're. What's funny is no one's talking about them moving because they know NXT is coming. Yeah, but instead we're talking about oh we bully them off. No, the last middle finger to you guys is we beat you on the way out. Yeah, without adding the peacock numbers too. Yeah, yeah. Um, I I got the I got the press release here for uh, season three of Dark Side of the Ring. So this press release comes with the video, and it says here uh, the um, aforementioned season three trailer shows some of the wrestling figures that Vice TV has procured to appear on camera. Fans would get to see Jake the Snake Roberts, John Moxley, Eric Bischoff, Jim Cornette, David Arquette, Chris Jericho, and the former wife of the Ultimate Warrior, Sherry Tyree. The trailer also teases six topics that will be featured in the new season's 14-episode lineup, including Brian Pillman, Nick Gage, Collision in Korea, Ultimate Warrior, Grizzly Smith. Oh boy, I'm looking forward to that one. And Dynamite Kid. Uh, and then it also says here uh, more topics and guests with third season to be announced later this month. Dark Side of the Ring season three follows the explosive second season, which covered most of the controversial topics in wrestling. Um,. The first episode of the third season will cover the life and death of Brian Pillman and features interviews with Stone Cold Steve Austin, who teamed with the late wrestler in the early 90s. So that's the first one that we're going to get to see. And uh, that's May 6th. And it looks like they're doing a spinoff of this. There's, uh, they're going to start a new show, too, called Dark Side of Football. And that's going to premiere on May 13th on Vice. I think that was that. That's gonna do some really good ratings for them. Yeah, 
phenomenal production all around that they do with the Dark Side series. Their B-roll footage is untouchable. I, I dare anyone else to put together anything better than what they've they put together in the last couple of years with the Dark Side series. Very good stuff. But yeah, the season three in. starts May sixth, and the Dark Side of Football is uh, May thirteenth. I'm gonna watch. I'm gonna watch both series, and I, I really can't wait for Dark Side of the Ring. The Pillman episode's gonna be know. great. I don't know if they did one on XPW. On XPW? Yeah. A Dark Side of the Ring? Yeah. No. I mean, why, unless it's in season three. I don't. I don't see. I talked to Klaus about it. This may be exclusive news to you guys. But he had mentioned something about working with him. Chris Kloss, right? Yeah, yeah. All right, just let everybody out there know. Yeah, I, was, yeah, I, I call him Kloss. But yeah, he had mentioned something about that. So whoever's listening to this, you might got a scoop right now. Oh, a scoop on ring scoops. <laughs> That's our first scoop <laughs> in 21 years. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So there you go. Right but, on. I know we're out of time, guys. So we're going to be we're we're having our own like WrestleMania back to back, right? So big, we got to do two nights. Yes, and ironically, it's also not our first time doing that either. I think we did that with SummerSlam or Survivor Series. SummerSlam. <laughs> yeah, I love the con. I love the two night concept uh, of WrestleMania. It's I, I love it. I can't get enough. Yeah. of it I hope they keep I hope they keep it moving forward because they were adamant saying that that was a one time only deal last year so yeah um, and, and you know what Rock and Cena was supposed to be once in a lifetime too so <laughs> well tagging tagging I thought it was once in a lifetime yeah that they definitely tagged with each other <laughs> I thought they were promoting that as once because I actually saw that not too long ago what the tag match Right, which was like they just did it just to do it because like that R Truth and Miz tag team was weird because it was like R Truth comes out and rapping and saying, "Tell you that I had enough. I'm gonna say one thing to the fans: is that you suck." <laughs> and then the Miz has the mic: "You suck. You suck. You suck. You suck." I'm like, okay, well this is not good. Yeah, <laughs> good times, man. That was uh, that was coming up on uh, ten years ago too. That was tag match took place Survivor Series two thousand eleven. Yeah, that was really good. Good. Hard to believe that was over a decade ago. Jeez, time goes yeah, fast. Man. Very fast. Yeah, not as fast as this last hour of great quality professional wrestling discussion though here on the ring scoops podcast <laughs> but uh on our way out here of the evening mac any uh shout outs any plugs any uh special uh announcements or anything uh, check out the sean show on youtube um that is my other alias uh live and in living color not on podcast talk about everything has to do with sports from the nba to the NFL, WWE, to AEW. It's the Sean Show. Um, you look that up on YouTube, and you'll see a logo of a black cartoon character-looking guy. That's the show. Come check us out. 
All righty. You guys can also get a link to uh, Mac's YouTube channel over on ringscoops.com. Click on the staff page. And in Mac's bio is a link to his YouTube channel directly as well. So there's various different ways to find Mac of all on his awesome YouTube channel, which uh, DA and I watch quite often. Uh, I love the content that you put up there, bro. It's uh, kind of reminds me of, of how I used to do a rage TV way back in the day. And uh, I like that, you know, hold the camera up close, personal. It's very intimate setting. It's not, uh, it's not like your usual YouTube thing where people are, you know, sitting in front of a stationary camera and they're like, okay guys, uh, this is a robot talking from a script. This is our YouTube channel and this is our top. It's not like that. It's kickback. It's laid back. It's like shooting the shit with a friend for a couple of minutes. And, and I got to give you a lot of props on that, man. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. And, um, you know, I, I definitely in the future, I am looking to have more of a professional vibe, but definitely wanted to feel like everybody's talking, like we're just having a, you know, a discussion. So check us out, man. I, I really appreciate it. If you subscribe as well too. And, uh, yeah, thank you. All right, ladies and gentlemen, don't forget to check out Ring Scoops on social media. Uh, we are across the board, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, Twitch, YouTube. Um, I think the only thing that we're not on is OnlyFans, and that's coming soon too. So anyway, it's all <laughs> at Ring Scoops, so check that out. And uh, tomorrow we'll have the WrestleMania Prediction Podcast up for you guys as well. Uh, and uh, big thanks to um, Alexa Bliss for being so awesome during the virtual meet and greet yesterday for WrestleMania week. Had an awesome couple minutes shooting the shit with her, and uh, she got to do a, a plug for Ring Scoops, which I'm very appreciative for. So, Alexa Bliss, thank you so much for that. And, Mac, thank you so much for being on today, and uh, I will hit you up tomorrow for WrestleMania, buddy. Yes, sir. All right, be cool, ladies and gentlemen.